Welcome back to Airbnb. This one is for all of my beauty school babes and guys. And this episode is inspired by an email I received a whole while back by someone who is in school but wanted to know how to grow their clientele while you're still in beauty school. So if you are in beauty school right now, or you're just starting out in this industry, or maybe you need to kickstart your business again because of 2020 and 2021, listen to this episode titled Five Ways to Grow Your Clientele While in Beauty School. Welcome to Hair B&B, a podcast about hair, beauty, and business. Hi, I'm Marilla Manelli, and I help hairstylists just like you streamline this entrepreneur roller coaster you're on so you can start feeling like the CEO that you are. So grab a glass and be ready to simplify your hair, beauty, and business goals. All right, so today's drink is actually just simple old coffee, and I'm drinking out of a mug that says, I can't decide if I need a hug, a large coffee, or if I suggest, or if I should just take a long nap. And I'm definitely feeling it today because it's October and it's super freaking cold and I didn't sleep well because we haven't turned our heater on. And yes, I'm from California, but like when it's 60 degrees, it's like freezing here. So don't make fun of me. All right, so let's read this email I got from one of my subscribers. Her name is Abigail, and she responded to one of my emails that I had sent out that was titled, You Wash Dirty Hair for a Living. And it talks all about the lack of support that you may get from others for choosing cosmetology as a career. And if you've gotten that email from me, it's because you're one of my email subscribers on my email list. And I spoke about how my own family, specifically my mother never supported my choice in cosmetology career. And the truth is, is that a lot of people view hairstyling as a hobby or something you do while you're in college or just plainly, it's a service job. And if you go to my TikTok right now, you will see, like I literally get attacked all of the time for the prices that I charge because to some, it's just like they're astronomical prices. And why on earth would a hairstylist make that much money, right? And it's because success is defined to some as having a college degree and wearing a suit with heels, company health insurance, and a company 401k. And the truth is, is that hairstylists live very differently than that. We're independent artists and entrepreneurs, and we're self-employed, and we make our own business decisions. And that's probably why you're here today listening to this podcast. So basically, the main takeaway from the email that I had sent was to really have the courage to make decisions for you and for you only. Courage is one of the hardest lessons to learn because that's how you overcome fear. And you can do anything you set your mind to and be successful at it as long as you're consistent, even if your mommy is not on board with your decisions. And just FYI, I am now 40 years old and my mother still doesn't define my career as success. And you know what? That is totally okay because that's her opinion. I know what is success to me and what makes my heart happy. And it's doing podcasts and it's doing education and it's doing hair, doing what you do every single day. So let me be really clear for some of you just starting out. With a strategy, you can make six figures doing hair and only work three to four days a week. 
And throughout these episodes, I'm going to share how, because I get attacked all day long on TikTok about my price transparency videos, but I'm going to save that for an entirely different episode for you. (laughs) And if you are really nosy and you just want to go take a peek at all the TikTok drama, head to my TikTok. It's under Marilla Minnelli and you'll see tons of price transparency, price transparency videos and how much I'm attacked for them. All right, so let's get back to Abigail's letter. So this is what she writes. She says, thank you for that. I'm currently in cosmetology school and it's definitely a struggle with bills and everything, but I know I love to do hair. I was thinking about dropping out about a month ago because I was struggling with bills and my family just keeps telling me I should go back to nursing homes where I worked before as a CNA and get a steady paycheck but I know if I drop out, I will never be able to be the stylist I truly want to be, so I'm sticking to it. I just recently found your Insta page and listened to your podcast, and I just want to say thank you for all the encouragement. You've really helped me when I needed it. So if you're wanting suggestions on what to talk about, I would love to hear how to build a clientele while in school and just great tips and tricks to build yourself up while you're in school. And if you're listening to Abigail, if you're listening, Abigail, I want to thank you so much for this email. I loved it so much. It actually made me teary eyed when I read it because it just hit so close to home. And I hope that I can help you and someone else in your shoes on your hair journey. So for those of you that don't know what a CNA is, it's a certified nurse assistant. And um, I did some research on the Google. So according to salary.com, the average hourly wage in California is about $19 an hour or approximately $40,000 a year. So if money and security is your first concern, I can tell you that the average hairstylist, hairstylist makes about the same, if not more, working less days than a full-time CNA. So in your first year, you could be bringing in at least 30 to 40,000 with everything I'm going to share with you here. And to add to that, I personally know several hairstylists that make three times that amount before expenses. And it's very possible for you to bring in over $100,000 with a full clientele. So it's definitely not easy. It's a lot of work. But everything is hard work. And as long as you love doing it, it's not going to feel like work to you. You are going to hustle and you are going to see that $100,000 in your bank account as long as you keep focus in it, if this is truly what you want to do. So first, let me say this. If you love being a CNA and you love what you do, then you 100% should do that. But if you love doing hair, then you should do that. I don't think a career choice should solely be about the money that you make. So I just want to make that really clear. I think what it is is passion. When you have passion for something, you learn how to be the best at it. And then the money will automatically follow as long as you put a strategy behind it. So here are the five things you can do right now to start to build a clientele while you're in beauty school. So number one, build a strong portfolio of work. You can do this while you are in beauty school and all it takes is for you to start an Instagram page, start a TikTok page, start anything, any type of social media and start showcasing your best work along with some posts for your audience to get to know you better because that's really what it's all about. The sooner you start marketing 
the better reach you will have when you start actually working in the real world. Plus, it's going to give you tons of practice on how to even use social media as a marketing tool for you. And plus, it's free. You should use it. It's free. Number two, take extra classes. Beauty school, in my opinion, and just, just this really also depends on which beauty school you go to, but beauty school is simply designed to teach you how to pass state board. So again, depending on the beauty school you go to, you may or may not learn how to do real salon services that are on trend. So take as much education as you can. And if money is tight, take as many free classes as you can through your local distributors like Cosmoprof, Salon Centric, um, even if it's product knowledge. The more you hear about products, the more fluid you become in speaking about these products to your future clients. And it's a great way for you to even start practicing that conversation with the clients or even your um, you know, co-students that you're in school with. It's a great way to do that. So sharing the knowledge through social media also shows your followers that you are really serious about what you do. So all of that knowledge that you take from these free classes, again, even if it's product knowledge, you're going to become the go-to knowledgeable hair expert to your followers and they're going to listen to what you have to say. So these free classes also allow you to network and they allow you to network with other salon owners, stylists, which brings me to my number three tip. You need to network, 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 network with your community, network with your church, network with the school moms, network by going to hair shows. The more people you can get in front of will allow you better opportunities to not only find a perfect future salon home or bump into a top producing stylist that just so happens to need an assistant, but networking also allows you to start collecting future clientele information. So imagine standing in a room full of professionals at your city city of commerce meeting or sharing with at least 10 people who you, who you are and what you do and how to find you. You can gear them towards your Instagram or your TikTok, your social media. You can share your profile and get a few follows. And now you're one step closer to giving them an offer they can't refuse when you start taking clients because they already are starting to get to know you. They say, hey, I remember that girl. So networking is super important in this industry. I know it can be scary, but you got to start somewhere and you can do it. Number four. Practice on as many people who are willing to let you practice on. You cannot become a master at your craft unless you practice it over and over and over again. Practice until you're perfect at your skill. In your off time, you should be offering services to as many people as you can. This isn't to say that you shouldn't still ask for tips or some form of payment for at least your product supply. But if people visit you in your beauty school, they are still paying the school to get their hair done. So at a minimum, you should have that person allowing you to practice on, pay for the cost of supply, and then maybe a little bit of tax, like a tip. All right, number five, ask your hair models for more models. What you are preparing for is a future clientele. You should be collecting all your models' names, emails, phone numbers, TikTok, 
Instagram, social media, even the people who visit you in the beauty school, you need to let them know how to find you. And although this may be against some beauty school policies, I'm not quite sure, sharing your Instagram with them is the best way to collect information and ask them for more models or clients while they are sitting in your chair. And use this as an opportunity to create a social post about how you are looking for models. So all of this you're going to share on your marketing and your social media, the networking you're doing, the education you're getting, the practice you're doing, the before and afters of your clients, and then asking for models. These are all things that you can implement. By doing all of this, you are preparing yourself with a strong foundation of networking, mastering your craft, and marketing through documenting before and afters on social media. So I know this episode is kind of short and sweet, but let me know if you found any of these tips helpful or if one idea came to mind while I was chatting with you right now through this episode and I would really love to know. If you have a podcast topic that you would like me to cover, you can send it to me at info at And if you're just getting started with social media, please check out the episode before this titled Five Mistakes You're Making with Your Social Media Bio. Your bio is one of the most misused tools out there, and I actually have a mini course on how to create the perfect social media bio for hairstylists. It's just $5 when you use a special discount code, five mistakes, that's the number five in all capitals, mistakes, no space between. And the course includes a guide on how to write the perfect bio so you can properly market yourself when people land on your social feeds. So that way, the end game here is that it can hit follow. It comes with a downloadable social media bio workbook so you can not only follow along, but keep those notes so you can revisit them again and again. And you can readjust your bio as your business grows. So if you want to check that out, all you have to do is head to the link with the discount code in the description to this episode. And you can find more information on my website at morellaminelli.com. All right. So this pretty much wraps up today's episodes on five ways to grow your clientele while in beauty school. I hope you found my podcast episode helpful. So remember, I have lots of free education on my website at morellaminelli.com as well as YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. And you will find education specific to your niche and tools that you can use for your business. And there is more to come. Just bear with me. I literally have four kids and a very busy salon, which is great. Keeps me busy. All right. So thank you for joining me on Airbnb. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and other streaming platforms. And please leave me a rating if you like podcasts like these and found value in the show. Or simply tell a friend about the show and listen in. All the links you need to support the show or simply find me on my other social channels are in the description of this episode or head to marillamanelli.com. All right, so now grab a glass and cheers to growing your business. I'll see you in the next episode and be ready to simplify your hair, beauty, and business goals on Airbnb. Cheers.